batting cleanup. Danny Cater at third base hitting fifth. At first base batting sixth, Johnny Ellis. Ron Swoboda getting a start today in right field batting seventh. The sixth, Dean Michael at shortstop hitting eighth. And pitching and batting ninth, Steve Klein. And walking in from the bullpen area right now is Steve Klein, who has been loosening up out there. Grant Jackson, the uh, left-hander pitching for Baltimore, warmed up right alongside home plate. And it's a little unusual. He has completed his warm-ups. It is a beautiful day. It doesn't take you very long to get warmed up. But usually, the visiting pitcher takes a little more time because he has a half-inning to wait on the bench. Whereas the starting pitcher for the home team comes in, concludes his warm-up, dries off with a towel, and goes right out there to pitch the top of the first inning. So, a beautiful day, another good crowd, and I tell you, all the crowds here have been excitable crowds. They've really enjoyed the ball game. Right now, a reminder, this is the New York Yankee Baseball Network, and we pause now for station identification. This is Shannon in the morning, coming your way Monday through Saturday, 5.30 to 10, here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. All right, we're waiting for the umpires to come out, and I've got still another correction to make. Funny how your memory fails you as the years go by. A lot of people have been asking me how many no-hit, no-run games that I was involved in, and the most I could think of was three, but actually there were four, and I had forgotten that Allie Reynolds pitched two no-hit, no-run games in 1951. The first one at Cleveland shut out the Indians one or nothing. That was on July 12th, the night game. And then Allie beat the Boston Red Sox, and that one everybody remembers because of the unusual ending of that game. When Ted Williams was two out in the top of the ninth, fouled one high to Yogi Berra in front of the Yankee dugout, and Yogi dropped it for an error. And then on the very next pitch, Ted Williams fouled it in the exact same spot. And this time, Yogi squeezed it, and Reynolds squeezed Yogi, and that ball had no chance of getting away from Yogi and Reynolds. And then Virgil Truck pitched a no-hit, no-run game against the Yankees in 1952 beat us one to nothing, and Bob Feller in 1956, rather 46, pitched one against the Yankees. On April 30th, again, a one nothing ball game. So there were four no-hit-no-run games I was involved in, two for the Yankees and two against. And they are exciting games, I'll tell you. The adrenaline really flows in those games when it gets down to the last two innings. And you're kind of hoping they don't hit the ball to you, and sometimes you hope they do. But right now, we've got a big ball game coming up as Ralph Houck and Earl Weaver leave the huddle at home plate. The umpires, Jim Honeychick calling balls and strikes. Larry McCoy will be at first base. Jim Odom at second. And Marty Springstead over at third. Sun shining brightly. Not a cloud in the sky here at the stadium. All the fans, shirt sleeves, sitting back enjoying the refreshments. And waiting for the Yankees to run out on the field. And there they go, led by Johnny Ellis. Right now, Bob Shepard making the announcement over the PA system. 
asking everybody to rise and join Robert Merrill in the singing of our national anthem. much luck this year or career-wise. He's 0-2 this year and 0-3 lifetime. He's lost both the starts to Baltimore, 6-1 on April 16th and 10-4 on June the 20th. Now, all eight of his wins this year have been complete games. So when Steve Klein has been good, he's been very, very good. But the Yankees have won five of six, and they continue to have the best record in the American League history. East since the All-Star break with a 16 and 10 mark. We look at the batting averages in the American League. Tony Oliva still leading at 374, and he continues to go up and up. Unbelievable. Bobby Mercer at 338. Amos Otis at 317. And Rick Reichert and Cookie Rojas at 311. And home runs. Bill Melton and Norm Cash lead with 25, Reggie Smith 23, and then Mercer right behind them with 21. And in RBIs, Mercer is second, tied with Sal Bando at 71, Killebrew leads with 74. High at the ball game, ready to start here as Don Buford steps in, batting 283, 11 doubles, 3 triples, 14 homers, 43 runs batted in, 12 stolen bases, which hitter batting left-handed. Line winds his pitch, lined up base hit to right field. Laboda can't get it, it bounces over his head. And Buford will get at least a triple on this. He is steaming in a third and he'll go in standing up. As Laboda went to his right to feel that hard hit line drive, it took a big hop over his glove, rolled to the bullpen gate. And Buford is on with a triple. What a weird bounce that ball took. Roboto leaped as high as he could. It just took off and well over his glove. 
Well, the Orioles on the first pitch of the ball game have Jupiter with his fourth triple of the year at third base. The batter is Mark Belanger. Belanger, the shortstop hitting 264. Now, the Yankees have only pulled Cater and Ellis in at third and first, but Michael and Clark are back. The stretch, the pitch to Belanger is low ball one. Belanger has 17 doubles, no triples, no homers, 31 runs batted in. Also has six stolen bases. A right-hand batter choked up on the bat. That little Buford can fly. Flying from the set position. His pitch, ground ball of Michael is going to hold the runner at third, throw to first base. They got Belanger. How do you like that? For some reason, Buford did not go in. We told you the infield was playing back. The ball was not hit that hard, but Buford had committed himself and started back to third. So there's a big break for the Yankees. One away, and now Michael has moved in at short. And Clark, with his hands in the air, want to know where to play. And now they're moving Michael back. So Michael and Clark again back at short and second. Ellis and Cater are in at first and third. And Frank Robinson batting 291 up there. Right down the end of the bat. Lines pitch a curve over the outside corner. Strike one call. Robbie has 11 doubles. One triple. 18 home is 66 runs batted in. And Frank has three stolen bases. Used to be one of the top base dealers. But now when you get a little old, you pick your spot. And I imagine all three of those stolen bases help win a ball game. He can do it when he has to. When you get a little older and you slide, you can hurt yourself more easily. The stretch by Klein. Fastball right in there. Nothing in two. And he crossed up Frank Robinson that time. Looked like Robbie was looking for a breaking pitch and took the pass. He just about knee high, cut the plate in half. On deck, big boot Powell. Buford still at third. He opened the ball game with a triple. High Klein gets the sign from Munson. Here's the stretch. And the pitch to Kirk just missed the corner, and I tell you, if it missed, it didn't miss by more than one-eighth of an inch. What a beautiful pitch by Steve Klein. It was a breaking pitch. He wanted to make a perfect one and almost did. It's a ball and two strikes. Steve said, a bouncer foul. He had Robbie reaching for that ball, hit it right off the end of the bat. Picked up by Billy Hunter in the coaching box at third. George Stoller is the coach at first for the Birds. Baltimore leading the American League East by five and a half games over the Red Sox. Eight and a half over Detroit and 13 over the Yankees. All right, the stretch by Klein. Oh, I'm telling you, he is just barely missing that outside corner. Two balls, two strikes. I know Frank Robinson has a great eye, but I don't think it's that great where he has been able to take two pitches that have been just fractions of an inch off home plate. Two balls, two strikes, one out. 
The kick and the pitch is fouled in the upper deck out of play. What a battle here between Robinson and Klein. Frank's just trying to get a piece of that ball to drive in the run. Klein, of course, looking for the big strikeout or the pop-up or the ground ball right back to him. Keep that runner at third. Steve Seth checks Buford. His pitch is a check swing pop-up, but it's coming back in the crowd out of play. He had Robinson fooled, and Frank's bat went halfway between home and third, where Cater picked it up and flipped it to Robbie. Steve Klein has made some real good pitches to Frank Robinson. He's still got to make one more, though, to get out of this jam. All right, Steve, glove on the knee. Gets the sign to the belt. The pitch a little low, and it's three and two. That's the first pitch that was not near the strike zone. Full count on Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson, who needs one more home run to move into 11th place on the list of all-time leaders, has 493 lifetimes. Tied with Lou Gehrig. Here's the stretch. The pitch for Robbie. Curve fouled just off the end of the bat. As the Yankees jumping in the dugout, Frank Baker just got out of the way. Another good pitch. And Robinson hit it right off the very end of the bat. Still three and two. One out. No score. Top of the first. Buford led off the game with a triple. Belanger bounced to short. Buford held third. He's still there. Now the stretch. And the pitch. Ground ball at second base. Clark is up with it. We'll have to play to first base. The run scores. And the Orioles lead one or nothing. So Frank Robinson gets a run batted in. His 67th of the year. And it brings up big boot foul. Powell hitting 229, 13 doubles, 15 homers, no triples, 56 runs batted in. Big left-hander having trouble with that wrist that he fractured. The changeup is in there, strike one calls. Big Boog has been taking cortisone shots in the wrist to uh, alleviate the pain so that he can play. Pitch is hit high in the air to left field, but Roy White moves in under it. Roy is there and makes the catch. But Baltimore picks up a run on one hit, the triple by Buford. No errors, nobody left, and at the end of one half inning, it's Baltimore won the Yankees coming to bat. Here's good news for folks who use rental trucks or trailers to move their household furnishings or for miscellaneous hauling jobs. U-Haul dealers now honor Bank AmeriCard and Master Charge cards for local and one-way rentals. No cash deposit is required. And you can include furniture pads, tow bars, and other moving aids, too. Cargo insurance included on trucks and trailers. And if you're planning a move soon, 
Stop in at U-Haul for a free copy of the U-Haul Moving Guide. It shows how to plan your move, how to pack, and how you can save money. Remember, with U-Haul, you can move now and pay later. Just use your Bank America card or Master Charge card at your nearest U-Haul dealers. Skips Texaco, 151 Grand Street, Albany, Mayfair, Texaco, 261 Saratoga Road, Glenville, and Airways Rent-A-Car, 660 Albany, Shaker Road, Airport Exit at the Northway, or consult the yellow pages for the U-Haul dealer nearest you. For the Yankees, it'll be Clark, Munson, and Mercer to face the left-hander Grant Jackson. Dick Hauser coaching at third. And Elston Howard is back from the old timers game in Pittsburgh. Got to ask Ellie and Whitey how they made out in that game. Grant Jackson on the mound has won three, lost two, has no decisions against the Yankees this year or lifetime. Grant came over from the Phillies to Baltimore. The left-hander kicks, delivers a fastball in there, strike one call. Ars Clark hitting 240, 15 doubles, five triples, two homers, 30 runs batted in, 13 stolen bases. Ground ball hits the third, Brooks Robinson up with it, fires to first, one out. Jackson had Clark off stride that time with a changeup. Here's Thurman Munson. Thurman hitting 261. Has 12 doubles, 4 triples, 8 homers, and 34 runs batted in, along with 5 stolen bases. Thurman taking time. Look at Grant Jackson. Hands on his hips, shaking his head as Munson. Make some weight out there. Still not ready. Now he's ready. Pitch by Jackson. Line up base hit the left field. Well, that Munson knows what he's doing. Is the pitcher a little on edge? Got a good fastball to hit and drilled it to left field for a base hit. The batter, Bobby Mercer. between Mercer and Bloomberg, they have really captured the fancy of the Yankee fans. Bobby, as we showed you, hitting 338. 18 doubles, 5 triples, 21 homers, 71 runs batted in, 11 stolen bases. Pitch to Bobby. Swing and a miss, strike one. Mercer's hitting 500 this series. He's had 5 hits and 10 at-bats, including a double, a homer, 3 runs batted in, 3 walks, and 4 runs scored. Bobby Mercer is second in the league and runs scored with 76. Don Buford, who scored in the first inning, leads now with 78. All right, the stretch by Grant. Munson leads the pitch to Mercer. High, one of one. Mercer has really been hitting left-handers exceptionally well. Don Buford has 79 runs scored now with that one run he scored in the first inning. Pitch to Bobby, curve low. Two balls and a strike. 
Baltimore won. Yankees nothing in the bottom of the first. One out. Munson is at first base with his 84th base hit of the year. The stretch and the pitch. Line to right field in for a base hit. That'll be extra bases. Bounces off the wall. Munson is around third and they hold him up and Mercer's in with a stand-up double. That Mercer hit a high fastball, and he hit a line drive that really did sink. It looked like it was going to bounce into the seats, but it hit off the low wall, and Frank Robinson retrieved it. Dick Hauser held Munson up at third. Mercer is at second with his 19th double of the year, his 135th base hit, and the batter Roy White, who is hitting 279, 15 doubles, five triples. 15 home and 65 runs batted in an 11 stolen base. Runners lead away. The wind up by Jackson. Pitch to White. Check swing foul just to our right. Roy White, remember, has 13 sacrifice flies this year. The American League record is 16. The National is 19. Roy with a chance here. Jackson with a short windup. Foul that will go out of play. As Boone Powell and Dal Rempel chase it over the Yankee dugout. It's nothing and two on Roy White. One out. Munson at third. Mercer at second. The Birds leading one nothing. Play Roy White straight away. Jackson looks at Munson and steps off the rubber. Now he's back on again. Gets the sign from Dalrymple. Long look in. Another look at Munson. Now he winds. The pitch is hit high in the air to left field. It's not too deep, but Munson is tagging. Buford coming in. Makes the catch. Munson's going to try it. Here's the throw. It's offline. He scores. Throw to third. Not in time. Munson scores, and Mercer tags up and goes to third base, and the ball game is tied up at 1-1. And for Roy White, sacrifice line number 14 on the year. And you got to give Munson and Mercer a lot of credit there. Other runners would not have tried to score. That ball was not hit too deep. So the Yankees' speed pays off that inning as they tie up the ball game 1-1. Mercer is at third now with two out, and the batter, Danny Cater. Danny hitting 261. 13 doubles, four triples, three homers, 45 runs batted in. No stolen bases. Pitch to Danny. Right over the heart of the plate, strike one call. Mercer leading away at third. Well out in foul territory. Doesn't want to get hit with a line drive. Ground ball right at Davy Johnson. One hop. Well hit, but Johnson throws him out. The Yankees do tie the score, though. One run on two hits. No errors and a man left. And at the end of one full inning, it's Baltimore one and the Yankees one. 
Here's a message for the cars of America. Cars, you may not know it, but to an Arco dealer, you're people. In the past, there was a big difference between the way your owner treated you and the way service stations treated you. Your owner treated you like a member of the family. Service stations treated you like a machine. At home, you were a trusted friend. In the shop, you were a stranger. Arco dealers have dedicated themselves to closing this gap. They have a service designed to treat you the way your owner treats you. Service designed to treat cars like people. With Arco Supreme gasoline that helps you breathe easy. And with Arco oils and lubricants to give you the care and protection you need. So cars of America take heart. Go to your Arco dealer. You'll never be treated like a machine again. To your Arco dealer. Cars are people. we got a brand new ball game here at Yankee Stadium. 1-1 as we go into the top of the second. And Merv Rettenmund will lead it off. Hitting 305, the top four-year-old hitter. 12 doubles, three triples, eight homers, 46 runs batted in, 10 stolen bases. What a day, what a day. All right, Steve Klein is ready. Redman, a right-hand batter. Close stance. Looks over that left shoulder. Klein pitch. is right in there. Strike ball. Yankee outfield playing Redman straight away. On deck, Brooks Robinson. Fastball just missed. It had part of the plate, but a little low. One of mine. Really something pretty to watch. Steve Klein working on those Oriole hitters in the first inning. Almost got out of a tough jam. But you can finally score. A bounce is slowly to third, but it kicks foul. Billy Hunter in the coaching box. Up with it. And flips it back to Klein. Redman outside the batter's box. No other scores to give as yet. But there's lots of action in both leagues. The one-two pitch a little bit high, two and two. Two balls, two strikes, nobody out. Line rocks back. Fastball bounced over his head. Michael, who is left, up with it near the bag. The throw in time. And Michael looked like a gazelle that time. Like he had springs in his shoes. He was really bouncing all over the infield. <laughs> That's right. A Tennessee walking horse, Keith Morris says. Dean is a very graceful fielder. One of the most graceful of all shortstops. But that time he did something we hadn't seen him do. A little prancing out there. But this kind of weather makes you feel great. You want to jump for joy. Here's Brooks Robinson. Brooksy takes the curve over strike call. Hitting 282, 16 doubles and triples, 13 homers, 68 runs batted in. Brooks was on Jack Spector's show yesterday after the game. I listened for a whole hour. Very interesting. Never heard him talk so much. Curve hit high in the air to deep left center, but Bobby Mercer flips the glasses down. Is there. Makes the catch and there are two away. 
Can't get too excited about balls hit to deep left center, center, or right center here at the stadium. Not a room to roam. But you can get excited with the kind of ball like Davey Johnson hit yesterday. Right down the line, and everybody using body English, the Yankees leaning to the left, and Davey Johnson to the right. And Johnson's body English one as it stayed fair and hit the foul pole for a two-run homer. The deciding hit in the game yesterday as Baltimore got only two hits and three runs left. Mike Kekin. Pitch to Johnson. Low ball one. Davey batting 279. 17 doubles to triple. 13 homers. 49 runs batted in. Mr. Johnson is popped up on the right side. Harris Clark calls for it between first and second. Makes the catch. An easy inning for Steve Klein. Three up, three down. And out at the end of an inning and a half as Baltimore won and the Yankees won. Strike call. 
Fastball on the inside corner, strike two. The two-strike pitch just inside. Just missed one ball, two strikes. One out, nobody on. One, one to score. Bottom of the second. Jackson Lines. Lined up base hit to right field in between first and second. Sabota has excellent power out to right and right center. He's on. Michael coming up. This is the New York Yankee Baseball Network, and we pause for station identification. This is your guy, High Agent. Join me for your kind of music weekdays, 3 to 7, here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. Pitch to G. Michael line to center field, but Redman is right there. Makes the catch of that solidly hit ball, and Swoboda back to first. Gene hit her right on the button. He was up there hitting 244. Now Steve Klein batting 167. One double, one run batted in. Two men are out. Swoboda at first base. Stretched by Jackson. Hit in the air foul and back in the upper deck out of play. Jackson ready again. Short lead by Swoboda. The pitch high and outside one on one. Jackson likes to pitch in a hurry. He kicks, delivers a curve, swing, and a miss. A good breaking pitch by Jackson. Steve Klein chopping right down on it, missed it. A ball and two strikes. He's ready again. Curve, line of right field. That's going to be in for extra bases. That goes foul. Oh, just missed hitting the foul line. Loboto, who was almost at third, cuts across the infield back to first, and Steve Klein comes back. Man, that was close. Outfield playing shallow on Steve. Jackson sets. Curve, full foul. He got out in front of that one. Bouncing down the left field line. The ball boy falls down as he trips over the foul line. Picks up the ball. A little embarrassed. But gets it in. He was hustling. That's all you can ask. Again the stretch. And the pitch inside. Two and two. Line choking up on the bat. Jackson set. The pitch a little high and it's ball three. So Sloboda will be off with the pitch. 
Big crowd here from the Square and Compass Club of Muncie, Pennsylvania. They were here yesterday and today. All right, there goes Swoboda. The ball is in there. Strike three call. Good pitch by Grant Jackson, picking up his first strike out of the ball game. For the Yankees, no runs. The base hit nowhere as a man left. And now at the end of two full innings, it's still Baltimore one and the Yankees one. If you're going to move, why not do it yourself with U-Haul, as more than 6 million families do every year? Save as much as 50% or more of the usual cost and move at your convenience, not someone else's. U-Haul trucks and trailers are available in a full range of sizes. There's one that's just right for your move. You can rent equipment from your nearest U-Haul dealer and leave it with a dealer in your new neighborhood, even if you're going clear across the country. U-Haul has low one-way rental rates, insurance, guaranteed tires, and free road service, and cargo insurance is included on trucks and trailers. U-Haul has a moving guide that helps plan your move and makes the job a lot easier. Stop in at your nearest U-Haul dealers. Tallarico and Sons Arco, Route 4 to Freakville, Johns Texaco, Kinderhook Street, Malaysia, and Airways Rent-A-Car, 660 Albany Shaker Road, Airport Exit at the Northway, or consult the yellow pages for the U-Haul dealer nearest you. I was the model student in school. Yes, sir, used to sit in the first row, first seat. No, right in front of the teacher. Brought an apple every day, never got in trouble. Used to clap the erasers, clean the blackboard, open the windows. Anything to get out of doing schoolwork. But I never got in trouble. Clay Dalrymple leads off. Clay Dalrymple hitting 265. That's one double, one homer, five runs batted in. Takes the pitch inside ball one. Dalrymple, a left-hand batter. Outfield swung around towards right. Andy Etcher-Baron was hit with a foul tip on his throwing hand yesterday. Swing and a miss. Almost fell down, one-on-one. One-one ball game with nobody out, nobody on in the top of the third. There's a pitch a little high, too much. The two-one delivery inside three and one. So now they want to take a look at that ball. Three balls, one strike on Clay Dalrymple. Lines pitch foul back, and it's a full count. By the way, on that Mickey Mantle Clinic, which will be held Saturday, August 14th, when the Oakland A's are here, it will be held at 1.15 and not 12.50. At 1.15. Mother still pays to get here early, but there'll be a mob out there to see the mix. A full count on Dalrymple, leading off the top of the third. The payoff pitch, ground ball in the hole, base hit the left field. And Clay went with that pitch beautifully. It was blown away from him. Didn't try to pull it. 
That's the second hit for Baltimore, and the batter now will be Grant Jackson. Jackson batting 0-63. He has one hit in 16 at bats. That hit a home run, though, and one run batted in. But the Yankees will be looking for the sacrifice attempt. Ellis holds the bag against Al Ripple. The stretch by Klein. He squares, bunts the ball in front of the plate. Munson goes through second. Michael, he's out. He's out. He was able to hold his foot on the bag. If Munson had made a perfect throw, they'd have had a double play. Furman bounced right out there. Got it just in front of home plate. But Michael made a fine play, keeping that foot on the bag. So that play goes one to six. It's a fourth play. Jackson safe at first. Al Ripple out at second. Brings up Buford, who triple a right his first time up and score. Got the pitches for the California series. Tuesday night will be Stan Bonson against Ken Wright. Clyde Wright, that is. Wednesday, Mel Stottlemyre against Andy Messersmith. And Thursday, it'll be Peterson against May. Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday night. First pitch is high. Ball one to Buford. Mark Belanger on deck. One man out. Jackson leads away. The curve is fouled back on the screen and out of play. One of one. Gap in left center field for Buford. Switch hitter batting left-handed against Klein. Jackson leads. Fastball is low and away, 2-1. Jackson looks like he wants to try and steal second. Looks like he might be a pretty good base runner. A lot of times, pitchers don't pay too much attention to opposing pitches when they get on base. They can get a pretty good walking jump. They'll try it once in a while. The stretch. The curve way high and outside. Three and one. So Andy Etcherbaron, we find out, can play if necessary. Earl Weaver would love to give him a whole day or two off. And look at that. Happy birthday to our own Frank Messer. Frank Messer. Find out how old Frank is. The pitch is in there. Strike call three and two. Some guys like to keep their birthdays quiet. I don't. I like people to know that I've reached another milestone. Yeah, I like to get cakes on my birthday. Ah, Frank Steele. I'm not going to tell you how old I am. But my birthday is September 25th. There, Jackson's going. The ball is a base hit to right field. Jackson's around second. He's going to go to third. The throw is cut off. So they had him running, and it enabled him to go to uh, third base. And he's not a bad base runner because he almost got hit with that solid base hit by Don Buford. Jumped out of the way just in time. Buford now two for two, and the Birds threatening again with runners at first and third and one out. Now the Yankees have to be alert with Belanger up there for the possible squeeze play. Michael comes in out of talk with Steve Klein. Also, 
the play that the birds tried to work yesterday with Buford at first. He takes off. Chopé, who was at third, broke a little late. He's supposed to break just as Buford breaks him. And a pitcher wheels and throws to first. He's got a good chance of scoring. They worked it on the Yankees earlier in the year. But they're alert to that play now. It's a good one. It confuses the opposition. All right, Steve Klein ready. Ellis holds the bag against Buford. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. A little bit high, ball one. A 1-1 ball game, but the birds are threatening in the top of the third. First and third and one up. Belanger bounced a short first time up. The stretch. Curve is a, in there. Strike call. <laughs> Delayed call by Jim Honichek. About to stay a little bit low. <laughs> one ball, one strike. Grant Jackson, who can run at third, and Buford, who can really run at first. Belanger with good speed at the plate. Here's the stretch. We'll watch the runners. He bunts, but foul. It was not the suicide squeeze. It was the safety squeeze. Which I think is a very dangerous play. If you're going to bunt, use the suicide squeeze. Safety squeeze can backfire in so many ways. You could lay down a good bunt and the runner at third. If he's got to wait until that ball is bunted, cannot get that good jump. And then the third baseman, first baseman, a pitcher could throw him out at the plate. All right, Buford leads at first. Jackson at third. A ball and two strikes. The pitch ground ball bounced to Cater. They got Jackson in the rundown, and Danny goes to Munson. He's dancing, and the throw to first base. He's safe at first. Oh, they almost got the lane. A heads-up play by Cater and Munson, and there, a little inexperience with Grant Jackson at third base. His job was to break as soon as the ball was hit, but what he did was wait until Cater caught the ball, and it was a high-bouncing ball. They could not have gotten a double play. But Jackson gave the Yankees a break. He waited, and Danny wisely left the throw to first, went after Jackson, threw to Munson, who tagged Jackson, and then his quick throw to Ellis almost got Belanger, who had rounded the bag. So the fielder's choice, 5-2. to two. Buford moved over to third. Belanger is safe at first. And now Frank Robinson. And again, they called time. And Michael wants Klein to remember that play we were telling, telling you about before. Where the runner at first will break. And at the same time, the runner will third will break for home. And if the pitcher becomes confused, the run will score. Or he might commit a ball. Frank Robinson, who grounded out to second, but got credit for a run batted in. Scoring Buford from third. Two men out. Don't forget Latin American night at Yankee Stadium, Tuesday, September 7th. The Red Sox will be in town. The pitch to Robinson, a bouncer. Nice play by Steve Klein. One hand throws him out. Good fielding play by Klein. It's out of that big threat. No runs. Two hits. No errors. Two men left. At the end of two and a half. It's Baltimore one and the Yankees one. 
You know, one of the nice things about owning a car is that you can travel whenever you get the urge, to the beach, the mountains, or just to the store for the daily necessities. Wherever you drive, you'll be burning gasoline, and you may be burning more than you should. One reason is that your carburetor may not be clean enough. There may be deposits that can cause your car to waste gas and cost you mileage. If this seems to be happening to you, if you're not satisfied with the performance you're getting, you should know about Arco Supreme Gasoline. Arco Supreme helps keep deposits from clogging the air passages of your engine. Deposits that can cause your car to waste gasoline and cause you to lose mileage. So, if you think you're not getting the mileage you should, try a tank full of Arco Supreme. You'll find Arco Supreme gasoline at any Arco station. You may not get that much more mileage on it, but sometimes a little more is enough. Clark leads off for the Yankees. Harris bounced the third first time up. Jackson's curve is looped in a shallow left center. Back is Belanger. Back and makes a beautiful over-the-shoulder catch with Buford and Redman almost colliding in back of him. Fine play by Mark Belanger on a puppy. He had his back to the infield and uh, caught it over the shoulder. One away. Thurman Munson, who lined a single left and scored the Yankee run in the first inning. Thurman hitting 263. And again, he makes Grant Jackson wait. Last time Jackson became impatient, threw in a hurry, threw months in a good fastball, and Thurman creamed it. Left field for a base hit. Now they're ready to pitch to Munson. He hit him, and dog gone. And I said it. Munson a little upset, and I don't blame him. Jackson very much upset with Munson making him wait. And you can never accuse a pitcher of deliberately throwing out a hitter. But Munson was hit, or he had no chance to get out of the way of that pitch. Bobby Mercer, who ripped a double to right field his first time up. We've been telling you over the course of this year that a lot of pitchers become upset the way Munson makes them wait at the plate. And Jackson showed his displeasure both times Munson was up there. Especially after Thurman wrapped him for a single the first time up. All right, Munson leads away. Pitch to Bobby on the outside corner. Strike one call. Dave McNally up visiting in the uh, radio and TV booth talking with Chuck Thompson over there. Dave figures he's going to pitch next Friday. There's a curve low, and it's one and one. McNally was scheduled to pitch today just getting off the disabled list but he said his arm didn't feel just right and nobody knows better than the pitcher himself how his arm feels no doctor or trainer can tell you 
Line to right for serving foul back into the seat. Early in the year, left-hand pitchers were making Bobby Mercer really look bad. But he has seen so many of them now, he swings just as well as the left-handers as he does with the right-hand. A ball, two strikes, one out. Munson at first. The score tied 1-1. We're in the bottom of the third. Jackson six. Pitch on the outside corner. Strike three call. And that had to be a perfect pitch. Second strikeout for Jackson. Mercer called out, and the batter will be Roy Wider with a sacrifice fly to left his first time up. His 14th sacrifice fly of the year. Two away from tying the American League record. All right, Jackson ready. Fly ball straight away center field. Redmond should have no trouble is under it and makes the catch. For the Yankees, no runs, no hits, no errors, a man left. And at the end of three full innings, it's Baltimore one and the Yankees one. On the scoreboard, Tigers two, Red Sox nothing, end of an inning and a half, and the Tigers are really giving the Red Sox a rough time. Cleveland nothing, Washington nothing, end of four and a half. Milwaukee failed to score on the top of the first at Kansas City. Minnesota at California. Chicago at Oakland, doubleheader. Later on, and Vital Blue, by the way, in case you missed it, pitched a one nothing shutout for his 20th win of the year and his seventh shutout of the year. Atlanta leads the Mets one nothing into one. Phillies lead to Pittsburgh three to nothing and a six and a half, and they're giving the Pirates a rough time in the first of two. Giants one, Cubs nothing into three and a half. But Billy Williams has homered in the fourth with one on his 19th of the year, so the Cubs are leading two to one, playing the fourth inning. And Cincinnati leads Montreal 2-0 at the end of one. San Diego at Houston later on. At Lee May got his 31st home of the year for the Reds with a man on. We've got a real book here today. And coming on. We're coming on. Are you coming out? And right here to tell you all about it, Bill White. Right in back of him, Jack Spector. Yeah. Well, Jackson, I heard him with uh, Brooks Robinson yesterday. Well, that's what I want to talk to him about. Oh, do you? Yeah, I was listening to him going home. All right, Philip. Well, you had quite a conversation with uh, Brooks Robinson uh, yesterday, uh, Jack Spector. Uh, yeah, though, according to what I hear, uh, I got a lot out of him. Uh, they say he doesn't ordinarily talk that much about himself. Yesterday, he opened up pretty good. I loved him. Yep. Good man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Best. All right, win of course for side 1-1. One, one. Big boob foul will lead off uh, for Baltimore. Boob flies left field his first time up. Foul having a uh, tough time this year. Boop batting 229. He has 15 home runs, though, and 56 runs batted in. Steve Klein's ready for the big fella. And he deals fastball, bounced in the hole, right at Ellis. Johnny moves over, tosses low to Klein, but Steve picks it up and touches first base, and foul is out. Did he have a chance to make that play on his own, do you think? No, no, no. no he way. made the right play. Ball was hit uh, to his right. He had to go over and backhand it. Powell's wearing that uh, tape on his wrist. I watched him in batting practice. He was hitting shots way out to 433 side. Mm-hmm. That's with a bad wrist. One away. Here's Merv Redman. Redman bounced a short first time. 
Right-handed hitter. Good hitter. Four side, one one. They must play Redmond straight away. He uses all the ballpark. Mine's ready now with the first pitch. That ball is too high. Yankees have White in left, Mercer in center, and Swoboda in right. They're all straight away for Redmond. Irv leaves this ball club in hitting. He's batting a 305. Right now, probably about 303 since he's 0 for 1. Klein's ready with the 1 0 pitch. Fastball hit on the right side to Clark. All pass to the second base. Quick throw to the first, and they're two out. You know, when Steve's on, uh, Jack Spector, he gets a lot of ground balls. A lot of ground balls. He's, does he throw the sinker that uh, the Stottlemyre does? Stottlemyre. Uh, he gets it in the right spot. Uh, what happened in that first inning? I uh, I couldn't get you from, I was sitting at a real low level way down in the first row. Uh, Buford uh, tripled the ball. Oh, I know that, but the, the ball seemed to take a bad hop. The ball hop. took a bad hop. Uh, the ball was going to his right, and the ball bounced back past him on the left side. Brooks Robinson takes the call strike. Two outs, nobody on. We're in the fourth for side 1-1. One, one. Brooksy Fry fly to center first time. Line's ready. The pitch. Line drive. Right at goal. John with a big jump. Grabs it. Pulled it in. And you can hear the crowd there. They appreciate that. It looked like a high jump style. Yeah. He timed it. So that's it. For Baltimore in the fourth. Three men up and three men down. And at the end of three and a half. The Yankees won, and the Baltimore Orioles won. Take in a doubleheader on a hot summer day, and you'll know how the bleachers got their name. Before you know it, you've got yourself a scorching thirst. A thirst for a couple of beers. So today, there's only one beer that'll do. always got you going home. Uh, I lose you on that exit six uh, off of the uh, New Jersey Turnpike, but I uh, always got your show going out there, and I tell you, a lot of uh, fans around here are certainly interested in the Yankees. Yeah, I got a suggestion. Why don't you move into New York and catch the whole show? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're the last of the four. Danny Cater's in. Danny pounds the second first time. Fourth side, 1-1. One, one. Jackson misses outside with the fastball. Like uh, most baseball players, I uh, bought a new home in St. Louis and got traded to Philly the next year. The next pitch misses outside again. Two balls and no strikes. So then I built a home in Philly and it got traded back to St. Louis. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to be a little more careful, Jack. Hang on to the phone. <laughs> now the 2-0 pitch to Cater. Fastball. Cut on. Fly to left field. Buford's over near the line. That ball's way up there. Now, oh, he's right next to the wall and then pulls it. Gator hits that ball a long way, just as high as far. And Don Buford, the left fielder, right next to the wall out there, right at the bend, 
Hold it in for the first out. With one out, that'll bring in Johnny Ellis. Ellis lined to the shortstop his first trip. Jackson misses outside with the fastball. Force tied 1-1. We're in the last of fourth. Both teams have three hits. Jackson working fast. Cut on, slide to center. Redman's out there. He was deep anyway. Now he flips the glasses. Wait. And he's grabbed it. Two out. That's how he strikes again. Guys, he's got the ball whipped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, here's Kubota with two out. Ronnie single the right field first time. So he's one for one. They call him Rocky. He's taking your place on the show a couple of times. Yeah, he did uh, when I was out in uh, Detroit for the All-Star game. And Pavota takes high for ball. He got rave reviews. <laughs> Good. Now Grant Jackson's ready. The left-hander deal. This is outside. Ball two. Jackson turns his back. He's missed the plate twice. When he's near the plate, he'll pitch fast. When he gets out of the groove, he'll back off, take his time, and get started again. Now he's ready. 2-0 pitch to Swoboda. Change up is high ball. 3, 3-0. Three Jackson takes a peek at that scoreboard and tells him there's a three balls, no strikes, two outs. That's a four side, 1-1. One, one. Both teams got their one run in the first inning. 3-0 pitch. High ball, 4. I think one is going to swing at that. 3-0, you think he had a great mind? Yeah, he's starting to stop. This is the New York Yankee Baseball Network with Paul after station identification. This is Steve Fitz, your contact host. Call us weeknights from 8 to midnight here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. All right, Gene Michaels in now. Swings on the first pitch and drives it to the right field. Frank Robinson's there, cruises in, waits, and grabs it for the third out. So for the Yankees and the fourth, no runs, no hits, no errors, the man left on base. At the end of four, the Baltimore Orioles, one and the New York Yankees, one. Did you know that you can cut moving costs by 50% or more with a U-Haul rental truck or trailer? Over six million families every year move with U-Haul because there's a size and a type that's just right for a one-room apartment or for the biggest house in town. And if you're moving out of town... You can rent it here and leave it with a dealer where you're going. U-Haul has low rates, insurance, guaranteed tires, and free road service, cargo insurance included on trucks and trailers. U-Haul has a free moving guide that's loaded with helpful hints for self-movers. So stop in for your free copy and make your moving job a lot easier. Beat the high cost of moving. Do it yourself with U-Haul. 9 and 20 Auto Sales and Service, Junction of 9 and 20, Castleton, Ray's Arco, 10 Broad Street, Glens Falls, and Airways Rent-A-Car, 660 Albany Shaker Road, Airport Exit at the Northway, or consult the yellow pages for the U-Haul dealer nearest you. Jack Spector, on your uh, Busman's holiday, I guess we'll call it, you got to talk to quite a few of the players on the field, huh? Yeah, I talked to uh, Frank Robinson and Brooks Robinson before the game. I was noticing around the batting cage this easy camaraderie that goes on. The guys were kidding around, and uh, you were just mentioning before we came back on the air that uh, that's the way it goes when you're winning. Right. Well, everything, everything's positive. You look, 
Yeah, because yesterday when Brooks Robinson was on the show with me, he kept asking what's happening with Detroit and the Red Sox. What did you get a score? Is there a final? And when he found out they lost, and uh, of course Baltimore won yesterday, he breathed his big sigh, you know, well, another day gone, yeah. picked up a game, like that. All right, let's go down to the fifth. And the hitter for Baltimore will be Dave Johnson, the second base. And he popped to uh, Horace Clark at second his first time. Steve Pine is ready. The first pitch is too high. Outfield straight away for Johnson. He got a big two-run homer yesterday. Actually, his homer was a winning margin. Pine likes the sign. Deals the 1-0 pitch. Swung on line, drive. Michael over his head, base hit. Left field. White in with it. And Johnson will hold the first base. Michael didn't miss it by much. No, it's a good one. One of the taller shortstops. All right, here's Clay Dalrymple. Dalrymple single to left first time. He bats left in it, so it was an opposite field hit for him. Well, he had a few good years with the Phillies. Now the stretch by Clark. He checks Johnson at first. The pitch is cut on, fouled off. Well, it just shows you how much depth uh, Baltimore has. Dalrymple, a uh, starting catcher for eight years in the National League with the uh, Phillies. Third he's a third catcher, yeah. He doesn't get to play at all because Ellie Hendricks or Etcheverry right. do all the catches. And Rutman doesn't get to play every day. Huh? He probably plays starting uh, just about any place else in baseball. Yeah. No balls a strike on Dalrymple. Johnson leads him first. And the pitch. Swung on, pop foul, that'll be out of play. Just to the left of home plate. Johnny Ellis is holding Johnson at uh, first base. Horace Clark at second. Gene Michael at short, and Danny Cater at third. He'd like to get to the outfield, Roy White in left, Bobby Mercer in center, and Ron Pobota in right. Scores tied 1-1. We're in the top of the fifth. Baltimore has four hits, the Yankees three. Line now hides the ball behind him as he looks at Munson. Likes the sign. The old two pitch to Dalrymple. Misses outside. One ball and two strikes. Grant Jackson, the pitcher on deck, he's got his hat off. A little warm down there. Those plastic helmets are hot anyway. They hold the heat. Yeah, it's not down on the field. Up here it's nice. Oh, yeah. Love the sunshine. Now the one two pitch to Dalrymple. Curveball gets the outside corner, call strike three. So Klein chalks up his first strikeout, and that'll bring in the pitcher, Grant Jackson. Grant's over one, and Danny Gator, at least on the third, expects him to bunt. Gator's in on the grass, and he moves in another step. Jackson bats left-handed. Flying to the belt. Tex Johnson's in first. The pitch is taken outside of ball. Grant was going to, Jackson was going to drag that. First time up, Jackson tried to bunt, but he didn't get the ball out far enough. Munson picked it up and uh, forced Dalrymple at second. I think the idea is to keep the bunt away from Munson. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thurman's quick. He gets out there. Yeah. yeah. Now the 1-0 pitch. He's 
going to swing, and he pops it up foul. That'll be back on the screen. Ball on the strike. Jackson now looking down at Billy Hunter for the side. He faked the bunt first time. Took it for a ball. Put on that one, fouled it off. So it's one and one. Johnny Ellis, now at first, really doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know whether this guy will swing at the ball or bunt it. Johnson leads. One-one pitch. Outside, ball two. He was going to cut on it. Now... Must have missed the sign because the third base coach, Billy Hunter, wants to talk to him. Evidently, uh, Baltimore wants Jackson to bunt. He don't, he don't I want to bunt. That's what may have happened. Yeah. Now, there's no, you know, there's usually a, a fine anywhere from a dollar to five dollars for missing signs. The players put this in a kitty, and at the end of the season, the more charitable uh, teams give it to some charity. And some teams have a party the last <laughs> day of the season. And come up with an equal sum of money for charity, anyway, or something like that. <laughs> no, that's what they ought to do. No, they're the charity, some, some of the teams. <laughs> now Klein's ready. The 2-1 pitcher Jackson, and he squares the butt, takes outside. Ball three, three and one. That time he was being a good boy. Yeah? Well, it's hard to miss a verbal sign. You know, the guy backs out and says, look, I want you, you to saw, So I thought I told you to <laughs> Alcline's ready. He's got to get this one over. 3 1 pitch to Jackson. Squares, bunts, misses it. 3 and 2. Now, what do you do? Now he's looking at Hunter. Hunter's going to tell him. Since Hunter did nothing at all, I would assume that uh, Jackson will be bunting. You watch the coach. He gave him no sign. Some teams uh, will have a bunt sign. It's on until you take it off. Some teams, they'll give you a sign on every pitch. Here's a 3-2 pitch. Jackson swinging, pops it up towards shortstop. Michael back on the grass now, with the glasses down, waits for it and grabs it. So there are two outs. Steve Klein's pitching a tough game. Yes, he is. Very, very competitive game. In the first inning, he, I don't know how many pitches he threw to Frank Robinson. That'll be eight, nine, possibly ten pitches. Mm-hmm. Of course, Robbie finally bounced a second to score Buford from third base. That's how Baltimore got their one run. The Yankees also have one. They picked up one in the last of the first. Scores tied 1-1. We're in the fifth. And the hitter's Don Buford. This little fellow's two for two. He's bat left-handed against Klein. Of course, he's a switch hitter. Johnson leads for first. Not a big lead there. The pitch. Outside a ball. Mark Belanger, kneeling in the on-deck circle. Two out, David Johnson at first base. Scores tied 1-1. First half of the fifth inning here at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees and the Orioles. 1-0 pitch to Buford. Cut on, driven toward right field. Swoboda's well, back there in the track. Oh, he has room now. Waits on it and grabs it. Right in front of the auxiliary scoreboard. So for Baltimore in the first half of the fifth, no runs on one hit, no errors, man left on base. At the end of four and a half now, the Baltimore Orioles have one, and the New York Yankees also have one. Here's good news for folks who use rental trucks or trailers to move their household furnishings or for miscellaneous hauling jobs. U-Haul dealers now honor Bank AmeriCard and Master Charge cards for local and one-way rentals. No cash deposit is required. 
And you can include furniture pads, tow bars, and other moving aids, too. Cargo insurance included on trucks and trailers. And if you're planning a move soon, stop in at U-Haul for a free copy of the U-Haul Moving Guide. It shows how to plan your move, how to pack, and how you can save money. Remember, with U-Haul, you can move now and pay later. Just use your Bank AmeriCard or Master Charge card at your nearest U-Haul dealers. Bill's Association, Route 22 and 295 in Canaan. L. Anderson Service Station, Main Street, Route 296, Hensonville. Lad Service Station, Columbia and Broadway, Rensselaer. Or consult the Yellow Pages for the U-Haul dealer nearest you. As we go into the uh, fifth, the last applicant with the sport tied, the Yankees won and the Orioles won, Steve Klein will lead off. Steve struck out first time. Grant Jackson, left-hander, is ready now. And he deals. Bounce toward shortstop. Belanger moves toward third, picks it up, long throw the first in the dirt, but Powell scoops it out. And they get blind by a step. One away. Falls into the right of Belanger. Usually he gets a better throw than that. He threw short, and Powell, a big first baseman, short hop, and came up with it. So there's one out, and that'll bring in Horace Clark. Clark's over two. He's bounced to third and popped to short. Off batting right-handed. Jackson's ready now. And he deals. Gets the outside corner, call strike. Pitch is fouled off. The ball's the two strikes now on Clark. Thurman Munson in the on-deck circle. Munson was hit by a pitch last time, huh? 0-2 pitch. Curveball hit out in the center field. Redmond's off quickly. He dives for it and can't get it. Ball yeah. gets behind him, but he's not too far. He picks it up and gets it into second base. That umpire, the second base umpire, Jim Odom, really hustling and doing his job. He was all the way out there in shallow center field. Yeah. Did he take it on the short step or smother the ball? Did he, take, did he smother it or take it on the short step? Took it on a short half. So now, Clark's at first. With his first hit of the ball game and the Yankees' fourth, and the hitter is Sir Munson. Munson one for one. He singled and scored the Yankees run the first inning. He was hit by a pitch in the third. And Jackson stretches. First pitch is a call strike. Gets the inside corner. Munson backs out, takes a peek at Hauser. They play third straight away. Oil infield, looking for two. Foul, old Clark at first base. Jackson, stretching. The old one pitch to Munson. 
Breaking ball. Line foul down the third base line. That's another stepping bill. Right after every pitch, Brooks Robinson will take the glove off his glove hand. He will remove it. Do the most infielders do that? A lot of times. He does it after uh, every pitch. Yeah, a lot of times he does it. I don't know. A lot of the infielders do many things. This infield doesn't. They're all uh, looking at foul. Uh, a lot of infielders now use the uh, golf glove within the inside their other glove. Yeah, right. And he does? He does? No, Brooks does not do that. Uh, none of the Oriole infielders have the golf glove on. Smoke hit with it, but they don't, uh, they don't use it uh, under the glove. Brooks has been having that glove on that hand about 15, 16 years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he can handle it though. Now the 0-2 pitch to Munson. Down low and in the dirt. Dalrymple with a fine stop. He also told uh, me yesterday, Bill, that uh, he will get the sign from Belanger on the slow curve. Uh, Belanger will give him a sign mm-hmm. to pick it up from the catcher. Mm-hmm. The most shortstops do that? Uh, the shortstops and the second baseman like to know what's being thrown. And uh, if the third baseman wants no course uh, on slow pitches, he'll move toward the line a little more. Now the one-two pitch to Munson. Inside almost hit him again. Now it's two and two. So on pitches, on breaking balls, and on change-ups, those balls are more apt to be pulled. So uh, your third baseman and sometimes your first baseman, depending on who's up, right. they like to know that so they can cheat a little bit one way or the other. Toward the line. Yes. Right. Now the 2-2 pitch to Munson. Driven toward right field. Robinson, Frank Robinson back. He's on the track and grabs the one-handed. Clark's going to try for second, and he's going to make it. He's going to make it standing up. Heads up play by Horace Clark. Munson flies deep to right field to Frank Robinson. Robinson off balance just a bit, grabbed the ball one-handed. And the Orioles now drive the appeal play at first base, but the first base umpire, Larry McCoy, says no. Now Weaver comes out. He thinks that Clark left too soon. Is that just about automatic that most teams appeal that almost every time out? No. No. Uh, in a case like this, I'm sure Weaver says my right field has a good arm. That, there's no way that guy can go back there and wait and get the second base. Yeah, when he was taking the ball, going back, he was off balance, Robinson. Doesn't make any difference. You, you <laughs> just still feel that there's no way the guy can go first and second on a foul line right field. Oh, well, Robinson has had some trouble with, with the arm, but you don't take liberties with it. He, still, he can still go well. All right, so Weaver has lost his 1,000 argument for the umpire. <laughs> one thing about that fellow, although they have a comfortable lead, he's still fighting. He's fighting. Weaver. He, he, he spent so many years in the minor leagues when he was a ball player. Like Stanky. You know, he had to do a lot of things. Never made it to the big leagues. Had a fight for order. Right. right. That's right. All right, with two outs now, here's Bobby Mercer. Mercer has got a double and a strikeout. Clark's at second base. Scores tied 1-1 with the last of the fifth. Matt Jackson's ready. Swung on and missed. It's versus having some kind of a year. Bobby is in all the categories. Batting home runs, runs batted in. He has, in batting, he's second. He's batting 338. Probably around 340 now since he's one for two. Tony Oliva, of course, leads the American League in batting. Now the old one pitch to him. Down low. One and one. Bobby has 21 home runs. He's fourth in the league in that. 
Mercer has 71 runs batted in. Tied with uh, Sal Bandel. He's uh, second in the league with run four. So he's having a good year. 1-1 one, one pitch to him. Gets the outside corner, falls strike two. The thing that impresses me about Bobby has been his fantastic consistency. Oh, you're not? Yes. yes. From, from day number one. Right. From spring training on. He just has not let up at all. A couple of days, maybe he's gone without a hit, and that's about it. But uh, he's in every game. Jackson has him in the hole now, one and two with two outs. Clark in second, scores tied, one, one. And the pitch. Breaking ball. Gets the outside corner. Mercer does not believe it. He has a few words with Hanacek. Bobby's still there, but he's been called out. And for Jackson, that's his third strikeout. For the Yankees in the fifth, no runs on one hit, no errors, the man left on base. At the end of 5-4, the New York Yankees won the Baltimore Orioles. What? You know, you ladies in the audience probably spend a lot of time thinking of easier and better ways to keep things clean. Things like your floors, your laundry, your kids. You'll try almost any product that will really get your household cleaner and help keep it that way. It makes life easier and the whole house seems to run better when everything is as clean as you can get it. But how about your car's engine? You may not realize it, but the cleaner an engine is, the better it runs too. Well, the people at Atlantic Richfield have a gasoline that can help. It's called Arco Supreme Gasoline. It helps keep deposits from clogging up your engine's air passages. Deposits that can cause your car to waste gasoline and cause you to lose mileage. You may not get that much more mileage on it, but sometimes a little more is enough. So if your car isn't getting the mileage it should, it may be because your carburetor isn't clean enough. And if that's the case, you should be using Arco Supreme Gasoline. It won't make your whites whiter or your brights brighter, but it will make your carburetor cleaner, and that's a lot. Hey, Jack Spector, we're having a pretty good ball game here this afternoon. Uh, it's moving rather quickly. Yep. Uh, a lot of action at first inning, and the system has got acquired. Score side 1-1. One, one. Baltimore scored in the first inning. Buford got a bad hop triple past uh, Ron Savoy in right field. After Belanger bounced to third with Buford holding third, Frank Rallison bounced to uh, second base with uh, in Yankee infield back. Buford scored Baltimore's run. The Yankees picked up their run uh, in the last of the first. After Clark bounced to third, Munson singled to left. Mercer doubled down the right field line. And Roy White got his 14th sacrifice fly of the year. And that's the score, 1-1. Mark Belanger will lead off now in the sixth. He tries to butt and fouls it off. I wonder if Baltimore expected this much trouble coming in. Uh, I wonder about that. You always uh, expect that. Well, but they were going, you know, so nice and smoothly, and the Yankees, uh, well, they, they had begun to go just before the All-Star game. They really seemed to have righted themselves. They could only do it the first half of the season. It'd be great. You expect to win, but you expect to have to play hard to win. And, uh, of course, Baltimore knows uh, Baltimore Yankee series are always tough series. Breaking ball from Klein misses low. Blanger's over two. He's bounced short, and he's uh, hit into a force out. Mark having a good year. He bats right in. It takes uh, quite a bit of space to choke up on the bat. That's a big bat. Just crazy the batter to bowl around. 1-1 one, one pitch to him, though. Bounce toward third. Cater waits on the big hop. Flips over the first base, and there's one out. Frank Robinson. Robbie's over two. Does have an R run batted in on a ground ball to Clark with the Yankee infield back. Buford scored from third. 
He bounced back to uh, Klein in the third inning. First pitch to him, driven left field, or a wave that'll be foul in the upper deck. Off the facing up there. Whew! He ripped it. Yeah. Steve got him out in the uh, third inning with a couple of men on base. He got Robinson to bounce back to him for the third out of that inning as Baltimore was threatening. Now Klein's ready. Your one pitch to Robinson. Driven foul. Straight down. Not a chick takes a peek of that ball. It's all right. Umpires don't throw balls out as much as they used to. They... How about the bigger ones? Huh? How about the bigger ones that had trouble with? Well, they say 1% had uh, run over on from falling, and he said uh, 1% or less than 1% of all balls, there's some one that maybe just seems to raise or the ball might be a little bigger. I was amazed. I watched that interview with... Uh, the old two pitches bounce to third. It's going to jack over the first, inside the line, but uh, Ellis grabs it, gets out of Robinson's way, and they're two out. I think Johnny Ellis can thank uh, Frank Robinson there for, of course, Frank isn't too dumb either. He knows Ellis <laughs> plays about 220. <laughs> so, Robinson's out again from five to three, and they're two outs now. And uh, that noise you hear is the boot foul. They're saying good. He's over two. Fly the left and bounce uh, out from Ellis uh, to climb. Four side, one one. We're in the six. Fine misses outside with a fastball. He will probably try to keep the ball your way from the six fella. Watching the hit to the big part of the uh, diamond. Foul back left handed. Last year's most viable player in the American League. Here's the one oh pitch. Fastball on the ground toward Clark. Hoff bottles it, comes up close and gets him at first base. Carl did not break quickly from the plate. Who broke his back was a little disappointed, and when uh, Clark bottled the ball, who couldn't get started again. So for Baltimore in the sixth, three men up and three men down at the end of five and a half. The New York Yankees won, the Baltimore Orioles won. Sunday, they go to the blue booth, 
show some identification. <laughs> and they'll be in to see if I had a blue pitch. All right, here's Roy White now. The Yankees have the six, and he drives the first pitch over to short right center field for a base hit. I thought David Johnson might get up with that ball. That ball was just a little looper. And the short right center, David Johnson couldn't get up with it. It was hit in front of Redmond, so Roy White now one for two. Roy drove in the only Yankee run in the first inning with a sacrifice fly to left field. Then he flied to center. Now he's first at first base with a little loop single in the short right center. That'll bring in Gator. Danny over two. Bounce to uh, second base and fly to left. Jackson now stretches. Checks White. Pitch to Gator. Swung on. Driven foul on the right field line. That'll be in the seat. Four side, 1-1. One, one. We're in the last of the six. The Yankees now have five hits. Baltimore has four. Johnny Ellis on deck. White takes a short lead there first. He's held there by Powell. Pitch to Cater. Strike two calls. That's got the inside corner. Danny doesn't like that call. He doesn't usually show that much emotion, does he? Except when he gets ahead. <laughs> well, Danny, Danny thinks that plate's a little wider for him than for some of the other players. That's all. <laughs> Jackson ahead now. No balls and two strikes. He stretches. He checks White at first. Goes there. Roy's back easily. Jackson doesn't have too good a move the first for left-hander. He hasn't yet picked up that false move. He checks White again. He goes to first base again. White's back. No balls and two strikes as Tater gets back in. No outs. For the last half of six. 0-2 pitch. This is outside. Tater's had 14 runs batted in over his last seven games. Games in which he started. He had a total of 76 in 1970. That was his career high. So far this year, Danny has 45. The one-two pitch to him. Curveball hit foul in the upper deck down the right side. Still one and two. Danny backs out, shakes his head. That was a hanging curve. Danny trying to go to the right side. There's always a hole there when the first baseman has to hold the runner there. And a lot of the better hitters try to shoot through there. He has well the right field, too. He yes. makes good contact. Yep. Now Jackson's ready. Peter waits. One, two, pitch to him to pitch out. Roy White was not moving. Well, it counts now two and two. Now well, let's see what the Yankees do. Many times they'll hit and run right after pitch out. White leads from first. He does not have a big lead. Maybe a couple of steps there. He stays there. 2-2 pitch. White does not move. Outside ball. Three. Three and two. Now Jackson probably wishes he hadn't wasted that one-two pitch. The full count now on Cater. Roy White's at first base. Scores tied 1-1. One, one. We're in the last of the sixth. Cater's only struck out 23 times, so White will, might be running. And he is running. Pitch. Bounce up the middle. Pitcher has it over the second, and they force Clark at second base. The ball was juggled just a bit. 
He never did what? that, really. Now, the second base umpire, Larry McCoy, uh, Jim Odom is going over to first base to ask Larry McCoy about that play. Ralph Hawks out there. Did he call him safe or out? No, no, he called him out, but uh, the Yankees felt that the Landser bobbled the ball there. The second base umpire, Jim Odom, immediately went over to first base and asked the first base umpire, Larry McCoy, whether or not Belanger bobbled the ball. Now Ralph Bow goes over to third base, and he's talking to Marty Springstead. So's uh, Dick Hauser over there. Ellie Howard, the first base coach, is in there with uh, Jim Hunnichick. Where's Johnny Ellis? Johnny Ellis well, I want to keep uh, him out of the I don't, Oh, that's don't, good. Don't, uh, don't <laughs> let him get started. No. <laughs> Bodies are really hot. Ralph Hawk is really bad. Look at that. He's mad. Be careful, Ralph. And now Ellie Howard's in there with his hat off. Little discussion going on out there, right at shortstop. Dick Hauser, Ralph Hawk, and Ellie Howard are giving Jim Odom a lecture. And Odom's going to listen. And when it's all over, now Ralph Hawk kicks him in dirt. Now they're going to go over third base and get on spring set. Ellie Howard keeps uh, Odom coming. Hawk and Howes over with spring set. Now, now they're all going to be joined by a fan. Whoop. And the fan is... Ha, We can pull back. They rejected you then. They got him. They got him. They got him. This is the New York Yankee Baseball Network. With all that's going on, let's pause for station identification. This is Shannon in the morning, coming your way Monday through Saturday, 5.30 to 10, here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. Well, to reconstruct all of this, with the argument still going on down there around second base, Roy White let off this inning with a blue single to short right center field. On a 3-2 pitch, Cater bounced the ball with White running back to Jackson, the pitcher. Jackson wheeled and threw to Belanger, covering second. Belanger, the shortstop. Belanger bobbled the ball just a bit. The second base umpire, Jim Odom, said he had control of the ball when he was on the back, so he called Roy White out. Now, this brought... Just about all the Yankee coaches out. And let me see. Uh, we're going to look over here at the playback, Jack Spector. They've got it over here on the other side. And let's see. I uh, just missed it. Looked like he bobbled the ball just a bit. And, of course, he has to have uh, control of that ball, complete control. But the second base umpire, Jim Odom, is closer than any of us. Well, it looked like it ran up to the webbing of the glove. Yeah. I, it didn't look like he had complete control of it. Of course, I don't know. He may have had it when he was on second base. Well, Odom's closing on. He's closing who we are. Anyway, Roy White's been called out. So there's one out. 
And a little order has been restored. Danny Cater's at first base. And the hitter will be Johnny Ellis. Four sides, 1-1, one, one, when the last was six. Cater at first. Ellis was over two. He's lined to short and fly to center. Grant Jackson said, check Cater. Pitched Ellis. Fastball misses outside. Bill, have you noticed what happens when I show up? Dono <laughs> <laughs> pitch Ellis. Swung on, driven up the middle. Jackson has it, throws the second for one back to first. Double play. Jackson once again. Now they made it turn that. Ball is bounced back to Grant Jackson. He flips to the second baseman, Johnson. Who's return throw the foul, doubled up Ellis. And for the Yankees in the sixth, no runs on one hit, no errors, nobody left on base. At the end of six, the Yankees have one run on five hits. The Baltimore Orioles have one run on four hits. Looking at the scoreboard, Detroit leads Boston five to one at the end of uh, three and a half innings. That's Golich against uh, Keon. Lee came on the fourth for uh, Boston. Cleveland leads Washington 4-1 at the end of uh, six and a half innings. Milwaukee and Kansas City are tied up 1-1 at the end of two and a half. Tony Harper, uh, Tommy Harper got his fifth home run in the third for Milwaukee. Neil Hopkins is fifth in the second for Kansas City. Minnesota, California, no score yet. Oakland and Chicago, they'll play two out on the coast. Atlanta leads New York, the Mets. 5-0 at the end of three. That's Williams against Negro. Priscilla's in there now. Danny Priscilla. Philadelphia, three. Pittsburgh, nothing at the end of eight and a half innings. They'll play two there. Now the Pirates are in trouble. They've lost seven of nine so far. They're at least shrinking over there. Chicago, two. San Francisco, two in the first game of the doubleheader. And San Francisco, let's see, in Chicago, that's the second game. That hasn't started, of course. L.A. and St. Louis, nothing, nothing at the end of two. Big scoreboard. San Diego, one. Houston, nothing at the end of one. Cincinnati, two. Montreal, nothing at the end of two and a half. Jack Spector, thanks for being with me. Well, I enjoyed it. Real good, Jackson. And Frank Lester will take over now. i got to go TV. Franklin. Okay, Bill, thank you very much. Well, this crowd has really worked up now over this ball game. Merv Rutterman, the batter, leading off the top half of the seventh inning for the Baltimore Orioles. Steve Klein on the mound for the Yankees, turns the pitch loose, and it's taken for a strike. One-to-one ball game. Okay, Jack. Take care, Jack. Spencer, see you soon. Going down for sports call. Strike two to Rutterman. No balls and two strikes. Rutterman, right hand hitter. Line ready to work again. Rocks and deals, and he fouls this run at the feet of plate umpire Jim Honachick. Rutterman is grounded to short and grounded out to second. He's over two in the ball game. 
Yankees have uh, five hits. The Orioles have four. One-to-one ball game. And Runneman hits a ground ball toward Michael. Gene to his left has it. The throw to first base. He's out. One down. And now Klein's sinker seems to be working. It was not working real well the early innings. He's now retired the last four men in a row on ground balls. And he has retired seven in a row overall. The batter will be Brooks Robinson, the Baltimore third baseman. Brooks is 0 for 2. Robbed of a base hit on a nice catch by John Ellis, who leaped high in the airport down at first base. He looks at a strike over the outside corner, 0 and 1. The windup, the next pitch. The sinker has the plate for 2 low, one ball, one strike. Orioles got their runs, and their one run in the first inning, and so did the Yankees. Both runs scoring in the first, and goose eggs ever since. The wind-up by Klein, his pitch to Brooks Robinson, swung on and missed. Strike two. The Orioles had a threat in the third, but could not score a man from third base with only one out. One-two pitch. Get on the ground right side. Clark to the glove side is up with it. The throw to first base. Robinson is out. Two down. Since the third inning, the Orioles have had only one base runner. That was Dave Johnson who singled to open up the fifth. has retired 13 of the last 14 men he has faced. Dave Johnson popped up and singled. Right-hand batter. Takes a curve low, ball one. Wind up, 1-0 pitch. Breaking ball gets the inside corner for a strike. It's 1-1 one one. to Dave Johnson. Brian looks to Munson, ready. Right-hander kicks and deals. A ball low and outside, 2-1. The entire playing field still in uh, bright sunshine, with the exception of the first base bag. One of the, uh, the shadow of one of the light towers covers first base, but that's the only shadow on the playing field yet. It'll soon be creeping out over the plate, though. Fine leans for the sign, right-hander wide. Here's his pitch. Cut on and hit in the air to shallow left center. Mercer started back, now coming in. White coming in. Could be trouble, and White's got it. Falls down and holds it. Gene Michael did not go out on that one. I don't think Michael realized the ball was as shallow as it was. White came running in. Mercer broke back. Then Bobby looked for Roy White, and White realized he was the only one who could get it. Turned on all the speed he had and just barely made the catch. Fell down, but held it. Three up, three down. Nothing across at the end of 
seven innings to score. New York won, and uh, Baltimore won at the end of six and a half. If you're going to move, why not do it yourself with U-Haul, as more than six million families do every year? Save as much as 50% or more of the usual cost and move at your convenience, not someone else's. U-Haul trucks and trailers are available in a full range of sizes. There's one that's just right for your move. You can rent equipment from your nearest U-Haul dealer and leave it with a dealer in your new neighborhood, even if you're going clear across the country. U-Haul has low one-way rental rates, insurance, guaranteed tires, and free road service. And cargo insurance is included on trucks and trailers. U-Haul has a moving guide that helps plan your move and makes the job a lot easier. Stop in at your nearest U-Haul dealers. Murray's Service Station, 170 Church Street, Route 67 North, Amsterdam. Bellevue Motors Incorporated, 1902 Broadway, Schenectady. Porter's Esso, Altamont Boulevard in Helderberg, Altamont. Or consult the yellow pages for the U-Haul dealer nearest you. Sunday, if your name is B-L-U-E. Ron Swoboda leads off the bottom half of the seventh inning. Swoboda is one for one, takes a strike. He is single and one. One-to-one ball game. Gene Michael on deck and then Steve Klein. Jackson, the left-hander, delivers a ball down low to even it up one and one. Jackson turns it loose again. A fastball is low. Ball two. These Orioles have some bench. You know what? Dave McNally comes up with a sore arm and his spot in the starting rotation taken by Jackson and uh, Dave Leonard alternately. 2-1 pitch. Cut on and Ryan out into left field. Buford is after it, and he's got it. Buford makes the catch on the run. Down in the left field corner. So what have uh, Jackson and Leonard done in picking up McNally's starting spot? They have won four and lost one. Here's Gene Michael. Steve Klein comes out on deck. Michael has flied to center and flied to right. Bottom half of the seventh, one-to-one ball game. Pitch is high, ball one. It's all over at Pittsburgh. The Phillies have defeated the Pirates three-to-two. Braves lead the Mets five-nothing in the fifth inning. Next pitch coming. Strag is called, and the count evens up one-and-one. Jackson wheels and deals, and Michael fouls it back on the net. A ball and two strikes. And the pitch is high, ball two. See a young fellow with a 17 on his Yankee uniform down here in the stand. That's one of Gene's kids. He's not paying any attention to Dad up there at the plate. He's walking around. Just left his seat, came back up through the stand. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed strike three. Maybe he knew something. 
That is the fourth strikeout for Jackson. And Steve Klein will get a hand. Jackson has struck out four, walked only one, and hit a batter. He hit Thurman Munson back in the third inning. Klein swings and misses, strike one. Steve has been called out on strikes and grounded out to short. One strike pitch, how back. Yankee manager Ralph Houck has a birthday coming up tomorrow. We won't be on the air, so we'll take this opportunity to wish him a happy birthday a day early. Stroud Klein swings and misses for strike three, and the side is retired. Five strikeouts now for Grant Jackson. The Yankees are three up, three down, nothing across. And at the end of seven full innings, the score, New York one and Baltimore one. Did you know that you can cut moving costs by 50% or more with a U-Haul rental truck or trailer? Over six million families every year move with U-Haul because there's a size and a type that's just right for a one-room apartment or for the biggest house in town. And if you're moving out of town, you can rent it here and leave it with a dealer where you're going. U-Haul has low rates, insurance, guaranteed tires, and free road service, cargo insurance included on trucks and trailers. U-Haul has a free moving guide that's loaded with helpful hints for self-movers. So, stop in for your free copy and make your moving job a lot easier. Beat the high cost of moving. Do it yourself with U-Haul. Siples Golf, 640 Pauling Avenue, Troy, O'Brien's Atlantic, 112 Broad Street, Waterford, McCabe Shell Service, 670 Hoosick Road, Troy, or consult the Yellow Pages for the U-Haul dealer nearest you. out of the seventh inning of this ball game at Yankee Stadium. One-to-one game. Steve Klein will work to the catcher Clay Dalrymple, the left-hand batter. Then Grant Jackson will be due. And then the top of the order, Don Buford. Dalrymple has singled and been called out on strikes. That is the only strikeout in the ballgame for Klein. His pitch swung on and bounced foul back behind the plate. And Bill King comes up with a final score from Pittsburgh. The Phillies have defeated the Pirates 3-2. Woody Prime in the winner and Steve Blast the loser. The Pirates have now lost eight of their last ten ballgames. Hmm. But even so... They're still in first place. At the moment, by uh, five and a half games, depending on what St. Louis does. Dalrymple swings and misses, strike two. St. Louis and uh, Los Angeles are scoreless at the end of three innings. Cardinals won a weird one last night. Line winds and deals. Low for a ball. 
But Mario Lou, Felipe's brother, butted for a base hit. And uh, when nobody was paying any attention to him, the Pirates talking it over in the infield, I'm told, or rather the, uh, the Dodgers talking it over on the infield. He stole second. Pete Mickelson threw the ball away, and he went to third. And when the ball was juggled by the second baseman, he came home. Swing and a miss by Dal Ripple, strike three. Munson drops it and tags him out. So the second time Dal Ripple has struck out, and the second strikeout for Steve Klein. Brad Jackson comes on. Tried to sacrifice back in the third and bounced into a force. From Munson to Michael. He popped up to the shortstop, Michael in the fifth. First pitch to it. Inside, ball one. Again, the windup, the 1 0 pitch outside, and Klein falls behind 2 0 on Jackson. empty, one away. 2-0 pitch. Strike this time, right across for the fastball, 2-1. Klein has retired the last 10 men in a row. Delivers 2-1, and, and it is bounced toward Clark. Hoss backs off to the grass for it, goes on to first, that's all for Jackson. Two down. 11 in a row, and I believe that Klein won the one ball game this year, retired 16 men in a row. Back and see my ball. Is that right, Bill Kane? Okay. Surprising Klein has as much control as he does today, not having pitched any more than he has. Pitched a week ago yesterday. Actually, it's he's only pitched once before today in, what, 18 days, I think. his second start since July 21st. And I believe that'll figure out to about 18 days. He winds and his pitch now to Buford. Buford is two for three. Strike one call. April 23rd against Minnesota, he retired 16 in a row, did Steve Klein. He won the game 7-3. Buford bunch foul over toward the Baltimore dugout. Bounces over the dugout roof and is grabbed by a young fan. No balls, two strikes. Two outs, the base is empty. 1-1 one, one ball game. Flying winds. Two strike pitch to Buford. Hit on the ground to first base foul as Ellis gets to it. Crowd sort of uh, sitting back now, saving a little energy for later on. Sort of a hushed silence. They watch Klein work on Don Buford. Switch hitter batting left. 
Lays that bat right down flat on his shoulder. Now the pitch to him. Swung on and lined out into left field. Coming forward, White. Cannot get to it. It's in for the base hit. Caught an 0-2 count. Buford gets a base hit. He pulled one sharply foul outside of first and then uh, lined a single to left. That is his third hit in the ballgame. Bryant had retired 11 in a row and was ahead of Buford. No balls, two strikes. Throws to first, no play. Belanger, Mark Belanger, the shortstop, 0 for 3. Right-hand batter, they call for a pitch-off. Buford was not going. Ball one. Belanger is grounded to short once and to third base twice. Belanger, tall and slender, up in Massachusetts, six foot two. Spreads out in the batter's box. Stretch by Clyde. And now it's pitch. Get right back up the middle, and it is blocked by Michael. Flips the clock out at second base. What a play! Molly should have been here for that one. Michael, going to his left, took what looked like a sure base hit away from Mark Belanger. His momentum carried him way behind the bag at second, but he got the ball back to Clark in time for the force on Buford and out number three. For the Orioles, no runs, a base hit, no errors, and a man left at the end of seven and a half to score. New York one and Baltimore one. Buford is right there and puts it away. 
Rohar Squark, first ball hitting, flies out to Buford in left field. One down. Bring up Thurman Munson. Munson is single, been hit by a pitch and flies to right. in yet. The Yankees scored their run in the first inning on a single by Munson, a double by Mercer, and Roy White sacrifice fly. Grant Jackson ready to work for left-hander Wine. His pitch to Munson swung on and fouled off. Jackson ready. Left arm comes around. Fastball is inside. One ball, one strike. Wednesday, 2 o'clock against California, will be Senior Citizens Day here at Yankee Stadium. Senior Citizens admitted for the service charge of 50 cents. One one pitch. Change up, and he's high with it. That's the first time Jackson has thrown that particular pitch. Two and one. Nobody on. 2-1 pitch. Popped up in a shallow right. Coming on for it is Frank Robinson. He's there. Makes the catch. In shallow right field. Munson retired. There are two down. And now Bobby Mercer. One for three. Doubled his first time up. Since then, Mercer has been called out twice on strike. Jackson pitched in relief on here night before last. Bobby Mercer hit one of his longest home runs off of him. Dalrymple has called time going out to the mound. Ralph Hopps said it was probably the hardest Bobby has ever hit the ball. It was into the upper deck in right field. When Bobby hit to the uh, off the roof of the football broadcast booth out there earlier this year was well hit. Out there where the WMCA sign is. Pitch to him. Swung on. Fly ball out of the right field. Frank Robinson comes in a few steps. He's under it. Makes the catch. And the side is retired. So it's an easy inning for Grant Jackson as both Clark and Mercer go after the first pitch. Three up, three down. Nothing across. At the end of eight, the score. New York one and Baltimore one. piano maker. His name was I.F. Luther, and he was the first man in America who ever bought Schaefer beer. On September 3rd, 1842, he walked into our brewery and took home a five-gallon keg of Schaefer. That was the beginning of the one beer to have when you're having more than one. And we've been satisfying more than one beer thirst ever since. <laughs> 
Today, Schaefer gives you flavor that never fades. First frosty glass to last. A more than one beer man couldn't ask for anything more. inning now, Frank Robinson will lead off for the Baltimore Orioles. Robinson, Powell, and Rutterman. Robinson has grounded out three times. To second, to the pitcher, and to third. Fine looking over towards the Yankee dugout. Let's see what the problem is. Oh, we're waiting for a right fielder. That's it. No right fielder. Where is Ron Swoboda? There he comes. Bobby Mercer on center field tying a shoelace. Everybody's in place, and we can play some ball. Frank Robinson. Knocked in the Oriole run in the first inning with a ground out to Clark. He takes a strike on the first pitch. Gene Michael plays Frank Robinson well over toward the hole. John Ellis, very wide of the line, over towards second base. The outfield spreads out. Mercer is quite shallow out there in center. Straight away. 0-1 pitch. Get on the ground is short. Michael is up with it. Fires over the first base in time to get Frank Robinson. One down. Batter will be Boog Powell. Slide to left, routed out to first and to second. Pulled the ball twice on the ground, hit it in the air to the opposite field. 1-1 one, one ball game, top of the ninth. First pitch to Powell. Strike! One is called on the inside corner. Powell was backing off the dish. Scored a lot of runs in the first two games of this series, but since then, Powell hits the ball high in the air to center field. Mercer coming in. Way in. He's under it now, and he makes the catch. Two down, and this is the New York Yankee Baseball Network. We pause for station identification. This is your guy, High Agents. Join me for your kind of music, weekdays, 3 to 7, here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. Rutman steps in with two men out, nobody on. Rutman is grounded out three times. Swings on the curve and rocks it foul outside of third. Not foul by much.
17 ground outs by count correctly. This could be 18. A bouncing ball to short. Michael has quick throw to first. He's out. And the side is retired. Three up, three down. Nothing across. And at the end of the top half of the ninth inning, the score, the New York Yankees won and the Baltimore Orioles won. One of the nice things about owning a car is that you can travel whenever you get the urge. To the beach, the mountains or just to the store for the daily necessities. Wherever you drive, you'll be burning gasoline, and you may be burning more than you should. One reason is that your carburetor may not be clean enough. There may be deposits that can cause your car to waste gas and cost you mileage. If this seems to be happening to you, in other words, if you're not satisfied with the performance you're getting, then you should know about Arco Supreme Gasoline. Arco Supreme helps keep deposits from clogging the air passages of your engine. Deposits that can cause your car to waste gasoline and cause you, of course, to lose mileage. So if you think you're not getting the mileage you should, try a tank full of Arco Supreme. You'll find Arco Supreme gasoline at any Arco station. Now, you may not get that much more mileage on it, but sometimes a little more is enough. Bottom half of the ninth inning here at Yankee Stadium. Yankees have White, Cater, and Ellis to try to get something started against the southpaw, Grant Jackson. Of the trio, Roy White is the only one with a base hit. He's single to center field his last time up. White has driven in the only run for the Yankees with a sacrifice fly. He is one for two with an RBI. Well, here we go to the bottom half of the ninth. The Yankees try to break through on the Orioles. Now the fans are alive, right up on the edge of the seat. Jackson's first pitch. He bunts it, pushes it down the first baseline. It's going to be a dandy. They won't get him. Powell steals the ball and falls down, and Roy White is single to lead it off. Roy White, running hard. Beats out a single. Grant Jackson racing over the cover first may have injured himself. Grant Jackson now may be hurt. Jackson is holding his left leg over near first base. And now the Orioles winner, Ralph Salvan, comes out. Salvan will work on Jackson's leg. I believe he may have a Charlie horse or a full muscle. Flexing the knee now just a bit, and he may have uh, pulled something in the knee, I just don't know. But Jackson running over the cover is injured. Earl Weaver is out there with the trainer Salvon. Jackson obviously in some pain, but now I think he's going to be able to continue. Salvon has worked the problem out. Let's see if he requests permission to throw a couple of times. So Roy White pushes a bunt down the first baseline and beats it out for a base hit. That's his second hit in the ball game, giving him two for three. It is the Yankees' sixth hit. And Jackson's going to take a couple of tosses. 
The problem was to the left leg. Of course, that's the leg with which he pitches off, pushes off the rubber. Weaver takes the baseball away now. That's all for Jackson. He cannot continue. Grant Jackson will have to leave the ball game. And, of course, the new pitcher will be given as much time as he feels is necessary to get warmed up. But Jackson running over to cover on the play came up with an injury that is going to force him out of the ball game. Tom Dukes will be coming in. Excited over in the stands looking to see what it is. Some of the kids are building one of those uh, long things with a paper cup. You ever seen them do that here? What they do is ask everybody in the stands to uh, toss the, their empty uh, soft drink cups or beer cups over, and they start one of these tall stacks of those cups. Tom Dukes will come on. He's a right-hander. And as we said, Dukes will be given whatever time he feels is necessary to get properly warmed up. Coming in in an emergency with the pitcher injured. Tom Dukes has won one and lost five. He has four saves, and this will be his 22nd appearance all in relief. He shows an earned run average of 373. Yankees and the Orioles tied up one-to-one -one here at the stadium. It was Jackson's longest turn of the season, going eight innings plus one batter. Dukes has been out against the Yankees a couple of times, once in this series. He came in and pitched a third of, the, a third of an inning in the Cuellar loss Thursday night. Down in Baltimore, he pitched two-thirds of an inning, so he has one inning overall, no runs. He has given up three hits, walked one and struck out one. The Orioles have won one of the games and lost one that he's been in. Dukes uh, came to the Orioles in the uh, Dobson deal from San Diego. You know, that Dobson trade, now that McNally is hurt and not able to pitch, that Dobson trade is probably the biggest trade the Orioles have made since Frank Robinson. I would say without a doubt. But even with McNally hurt, the Orioles' great bench has uh, kept them going and in first place. We mentioned earlier, McNally's turn as a starter has been taken ultimately by... Dave Leonard and Grant Jackson. They have won four out of their five starts. So it's just like McNally being in there as far as results are concerned. All right, Dukes is ready to pitch to Cater. Cater bunch down the first baseline. Powell's up with this one, plays at the first base in time. Johnson takes the throw, and on the sacrifice, Roy White moves to second. Cater called upon the sacrifice and does so perfectly. 3-4 on the sack. White, now second, and instead of John Ellis, it will be Felipe Alou. 
Felipe Alo will be batting for Ellis to try to get White home with a winning run. Felipe would have to be the Yankees' top pinch hitter, 5 for 11 and 3 RBIs. Overall on the year, he is batting uh, 274. First pitch to him, low and outside, ball one. Alou has 92 hits. 50 runs started in. He can get number 51 now. The Yankees will have won the ball game. It's tied one to one. White at second. Tom Dukes off the stretch. Drops the hands, kicks and delivers. Fastball for a strike call that's one and one. Grant Jackson down on the clubhouse with a leg injury. Running over to cover first base. On Roy White's front single. The 1-1 pitch now to Felipe Alou. He takes a strike to call a good-looking breaking pitch from the right-hander Duke. Tom Duke, 6'2 and 185 pounds. From down in Knoxville, Tennessee. Johnson tried to squeeze in behind White. Roy knows he's coming. Now Johnson goes back. One-two pitch. Line down into center field. Base hit. They may be a play at the plate. Here comes White. Here comes Redmond throw. And White scores. The ball game is over. The Yankees win it. And Ron Svoboda is like a little kid out there leaping up and down. Pounding Roy White on the back. Ralph Hout goes all the way out on the playing field on the diamond to grab Felipe Alou's hand, and Ballou is being mobbed by the Yankees as he comes through with a pinch single here in the bottom half of the ninth inning to drive in Roy White with a winning run, and the Yankees have taken the Orioles three out of four. What a finish. Let's do that ninth inning again. Roy White pushed a bunt down the first baseline and beat it out for a single. Pitcher Grant Jackson running over to cover first injured his left leg and had to leave the ball game. Tom Dukes came in, pitched to Danny Cater who sacrificed, moving White up to second base with a bunt that was fielded by Powell and thrown to Clark covering first. And then Felipe Alou, the Yankees' number one pinch hitter, batting for John Ellis, lined a game-winning single to center field. Roy White scored, standing up. Merv Rutterman's throw to the plate was over the head of Dalrymple and all the way to the backstop. They would not have had a play on Roy White with a perfect throw. He didn't even slow down around third, just raced right on in. The ball hit by Alou went out over second base hit in the outfield grass and just died. And Rettman had a long run coming in to get to the ball. Then he uh, threw it over Dalrymple's head, but uh, that was not the play. White was home anyway. So the Yankees win this one 2-1 and take three out of four from Baltimore. 
And again, the Yankees go above 500. They have now won 58 and lost 57. We'll get a day off tomorrow to celebrate, and then we'll await the invasion of the California Angels for Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, and Thursday night. Here are your totals in the ball game. For the New York Yankees, two runs, seven hits, and no errors. For Baltimore, one run, five hits, and no errors. The winning pitcher is Steve Klein. His record is nine and ten. And it is also a complete game for Steve Klein. He has gotten the root in all nine of his wins. The losing pitcher will be Grant Jackson, whose record is three and three. And if you say why Jackson, it was against Jackson that White reached base, even though Alou got the game-winning hit off Tom Dukes. It was Jackson that put the winning run on and had to leave the ball game injured. So the Yankees, two runs, seven hits, no errors. Baltimore, one run, five hits, and no errors. Steve Klein, the winner, nine and ten. Grant Jackson, the loser, three and three. Felipe Alou now, as a pinch hitter, is six for 12, batting 500 with four RBIs. And Alou now has an RBI in his last six games and in 11 of his last 12 ball games. The totals in the ninth, the Yankees one run on two hits, no errors, and one man left. So that's it. It's all over here at Yankee Stadium with the New York Yankees taking three out of four from the Orioles. Our broadcast coordinator and statistician is Bill Kane. Our engineer is Frank Steele. And now on behalf of Phil Rizzuto and Bill White, this is Frank Musser saying so long from Yankee Stadium in New York. Once again, the final score, the New York Yankees 2 and the Baltimore Orioles 1.